0: Father, and the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. There is no other name under heaven given to men whereby we must be saved. We have just heard these words in today's epistle, spoken by the blessed Apostle Peter, together with John, when they had been arrested by the Jewish authorities, and their crime was that they were preaching, of course, the resurrection of the dead, in the name of Jesus, and more particularly that they had performed a healing in the name of this same Jesus, the risen Savior. And so the authorities demanded, by what power or by what name have you done this? And Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, gave answer, be it known to you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, I always like that point, whom you crucified, it gets right to the heart, as if he, he, he uh, uh, shot an arrow right into each of their hearts, whom God hath raised from the dead, you crucified him, but God raised him from the dead, even by him, this man, the man who is healed, standeth here before you whole. This is the stone which was rejected by you, the builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there any uh, salvation in any other, for there is no other name under heaven given unto men, whereby we must be saved. The response of the authorities was not to kill them or harm them, Because, as the text says, they knew that the people would not allow this. And so they said to each other, what shall we do? For indeed, a known miracle has been done by them to all the inhabitants of Jerusalem. It is manifest, and we cannot deny it. And so their solution was this, to forbid the apostles to speak or to teach or to heal in the name of Jesus. Some things always remain the same. Ever since our Lord was born in human flesh and was given, as the Holy Gospel today says, the name of Jesus from heaven, from revelation of the angel, the enemy of mankind has sought to destroy it. He can't fully destroy it. But what he can do through human uh, agents is to blaspheme the name, to try to rob it of its power in our lives, to degrade the name of Jesus. One Saturday afternoon in September of 1846, Two children, Maximin and Melanie, were tending their sheep in the French Alps. The French Revolution uh, was uh, had ravaged uh, Catholic France, terrorized the Church. Uh, the reign of Napoleon uh, was this, this bloody, bloody period, and the French their Christianity was very much on the wane. And these two little children, poor children, uh, they came across a woman dressed in a beautiful lightsome robe uh, with a, a, a crown of, uh, of uh, flowers, of, uh, of roses, uh, wearing a crucifix, and with a chain about her 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 shoulders, and she told them she was weeping, her face in her hands, and she had this to say, If my people will not obey, I shall be compelled to loose my son's arm. It is so heavy, so pressing, that I can no longer restrain it. How long have I suffered for you, If my son is not to cast you off, I am obliged to entreat him without ceasing, but you take not the least notice of that. No matter how well you pray in the future, no matter how well you act, you will never be able to make up to me what I have endured for your sake. I have appointed you six days for working, the seventh I have reserved for myself, and no one will give it to me. This it is which causes the weight of my son's arm to be crushing. The cart drivers cannot swear without bringing in my son's name. These are two things which make my son's arms so burdensome. If the harvest is spoiled, it is your own fault. I warned you last year by means of the potatoes. You paid no heed. Quite the reverse. When you discovered that the potatoes had rotted, you swore you abused my son's name, they will continue to rot. And by this Christmas, there will be none left. And so, Our Lady is weeping and is oppressed by this great blasphemy of the Christian people, Taking what is sacred and blaspheming and abusing it. What is sacred is no longer sacred. The taking of the name of Jesus in vain is so serious, not because it's bad manners. Forget about bad manners. Our Lord didn't come to teach us good manners. It's about the name of power, the name of grace, the name of holiness, the very presence of God himself being thrown in the muck, being trampled underfoot. The name is the presence. Wherever the name of Jesus is spoken, he is present, not as in the sacrament of the altar. He'll never be more present than in the sacrament of the altar. However, there is a real presence, a kind of real presence, when the name of the Lord is spoken. And this goes back to the Old Testament. The name of God has an inherent power. It has an inherent power. And when we think of the name of Jesus, we have to think back to the temple, and the brothers know that. I'm very much into this, this, this idea of the temple as being the, really the way to understand what our Lord was about. The temple for the Jews was everything, and our Lord could not come otherwise than in the context of this, 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 this temple uh, vision. And one of the important things about the temple, the Jewish temple, was the mysticism of the name. And it's connected with the high priesthood and with the atonement. Which is interesting because the atonement you have in today's gospel and the circumcision of our Lord, the connection of two things the first shedding of his sacred blood and the bestowal of his name. The name and the, the atonement are the same mystery. But in the Temple tradition, the priest on the Day of Atonement, the High Priest, alone went into the Holy of Holies, which no one could access but the High Priest one time a year. He went into the Holy of Holies to accomplish the Atonement. And then, so he went in as man, essentially, representing us, and he came out to face us As God. The high priest represented God. And how did he represent God? Because on his crown or on his mitre, the very name of God was inscribed. The very name of God. The holy name and the holy face. And so this is in some way a prophecy of the incarnation. That a man would bear the very name of God. Our Lord Jesus Christ. The Tetragrammaton, it's called, or the the uh, the, the name of, of of God among the Jews, was so sacred that it could not be pronounced. So sacred that it could not be pronounced. Now, the name of Jesus can be pronounced because of the revelation of. God's love and of, his, and of his salvation has been published to the ends of the earth. However, it doesn't mean that it's common. It doesn't mean that it's uh, just something to be bandied about. It is sacred. And so the church teaches her children to approach that name with great reverence. And so the traditional practice of bowing the head at the name of Jesus is so crucial so crucial that we teach our children and we reteach Christendom that this is paramount. It's akin to the veneration, the adoration of the Eucharist. And is it not interesting that the, the, uh, the want of reverence for the Holy Sacrament of the altar goes hand in hand with irreverence for the name cursing taking the name in vain. So, what's terribly important is that people recover the notion of the power and the presence of Christ in the name. And I'll end with with uh, something that is quite beautiful. Uh, the colic that we had today was... Uh, uh, composed uh, later uh, uh, when this feast was introduced to the Roman Rite in a universal way, or, well, first locally, but, uh, uh, but it was uh, composed later. But this is an older prayer, an older collect, that was in the, the Sarum Missal, the Sarum Missal from England, which was actually used in and around uh, Dublin uh, before the Reformation, including in, in County Meath, the Sarum Liturgy, and this was their feast of the holy name of Jesus, which occurs, interestingly, the day after the transfiguration, the shining of the holy face and the holy name. So, August the 7th, this was their collect. Utterly unbelievable. O God, who hast caused the most glorious name of thine only begotten Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, to be loved by by thy faithful people with the greatest affection, and hast made it to all evil spirits a source of terror and dismay. Et malignis spiritibus tremendum at Grant that all those who devoutly venerate this holy name of Jesus here on earth may in this present life Enjoy therefrom, from the name of Jesus, the sweetness of holy consolation, and in the life to come may obtain the joy of never-ending gladness. The name of Jesus is sweet to his people and is a terror to the devils, a terror to hell. And that's why hell is hell-bent. <laughs> that's what we call hell-bent. Hell is hell-bent on robbing the name of its power, because it is by the name of Jesus, by the power of Jesus, by the presence of Jesus that hell is despoiled, that hell loses, hell will will meet its end through the name of Jesus. And so I encourage you to make reparation, for instance, if you hear And it's so common, it's so common, if you hear someone uh, use the name of Jesus in in an irreverent way, or in a careless way, or as part of a curse, there's not much you can do, but what you can do is make a little act of reparation, perhaps quietly, under your breath, or in the secret of your heart. May the holy name of Jesus be praised, or blessed be the name of the Lord. Something of this kind, and so I encourage you to to do that, because the the immensity of the of the the dishonor done to our Lord, as you, we can see from Our Lady of La Salette, the, she felt the weight of this was crushing, symbolized by this chain around her neck, the crushing weight of all of this filth, all of this 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 irreverence lack of, of thankfulness, cluelessness, the absence of God in our lives was crushing to her. And so we must share her burden and make reparation in some way for this, this irreverence. And to take the name of Jesus as a source of strength in our own lives, a source of sweetness, and a and a, 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 a banner under which we fight the powers of darkness in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Amen.